0: As COVID dies, what's the next thing? What's the real story behind all the cancel culture? And will the troops ever leave DC? All today, Eric's America. Good. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my. Hello, welcome back. I guess all of us crazy extremists that uh, listen and try to find out what is going on. I guess we're now all extremist radicals. Um, no, anyway, uh, glad everybody who is listening, glad everybody's here. Glad everybody listens. It makes a big difference. Makes it feel like uh, to all the uh, time I spend uh, reading articles and, and watching things, all that makes it all worthwhile. Um, please remember, uh, to subscribe, like rate and review. And I just, uh, read a thing the other day that says most people find and listen to new podcasts from the word of other people. It's not, uh, the big advertising campaigns or anything like that. Apparently it's word of mouth is the best way to get a podcast out there. So, um, yeah, tell somebody that you listen and you like it. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they won't. It, uh, it just gets the word out and helps this thing build. And uh, the first uh, article blog kind of thing will be up on the website this weekend. Working on that right now, so that's going to be fun. And uh, notice some people starting to check it out, so that's that's a really great thing. So, without anything else, I will get started for today. Um, The first thing is, uh, as COVID is starting to drop, and it has been dropping for a while. In fact, it's been on a steady decline uh, since the late fall, but now it's really taking a nosedive. And there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I guess, is the uh, one thing they told us that doesn't really exist, which is uh, herd immunity. CDC came out and uh, a few other places and said, listen, the numbers they're saying for how many people have had this uh, could be uh, with people that get it and have no symptoms or never know it, which that seems weird, doesn't it? I mean, a virus that we have to close down the entire world and, and destroy everything over has a large number of people that have had it and don't even know they've had it. That seems a little strange, obviously. But um, really what what the whole deal is uh, when you factor in that, that there could be you know, tens of millions of people that have already had it and not even known that they had it which uh, makes a huge difference when you start to talk about approaching herd immunity. And, of course, now we have the uh, vaccines, which, you know, it's debatable right now if that's what's making a huge difference. Uh, One thing I'm pretty damn sure that, uh, and we've talked about it several times, it's not making a huge difference is obviously masks Uh, because uh, many, many times they've done all these studies. You can find them uh, if you search properly. You can find all these studies. Let's say they're nominally to absolutely no effect whatsoever. Um, And, you know, obviously they were never designed for that. I mean, honestly, the masks, uh, even the surgical masks are not made to um, stop viruses. Um, The only thing they could do is if you are sick, it can keep you from uh, spreading it uh, somewhat. uh, And that is very nominal. Uh, healthy people should not be wearing masks. They've said that a million times. They still say it. It's uh, obvious. Um, Just ask a doctor. If you don't believe me, uh, next time you're around a doctor, uh, an honest, serious doctor, say, hey, um, how much does a surgical mask uh, stop a virus? And they'll probably tell you uh, absolutely zero chance it's going to stop a virus. But we already knew this. Anyway, as it starts to wind down, which it is, and things are opening up, which is good. And of course, uh, I, I saw Biden got, uh, dinged, uh, for saying that it's a Neanderthal thinking, uh, that's a great com- compliment or a great uh, comment coming from a guy who was probably alive during the Neanderthal time. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he was around, around, uh, I mean, if he could remember, he would probably let you know what dinosaurs were like, um, no, of course, I'm joking, but he is old. He is uh, in decline. He's, he has, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but uh, I was pretty sure he's uh, either in the early stages of Alzheimer's or he has dementia. And uh, I recognize it very well because I have a grandmother who has dementia and uh, it looks exactly like Joe Biden. Um If that wasn't uh, weird enough, and it is bad enough, uh, did anybody see what happened when he uh, was trying to do a press conference? It wasn't even a press conference. He hasn't done an actual press conference yet where he took a question. Uh, But he was actually talking to the uh, Democrat caucus, caucus, the Democratic caucus. Uh, So he's talking to other Democrat lawmakers. I mean, it's not like he's in front of the press corps. He wasn't. And uh, he uh, finishes up, and uh, this is very, very interesting thank you and i'm happy to take questions if that's you i'm supposed to do nance whatever you want me to do and that's it uh just cut off gone um i guess uh they didn't want him answering anything i mean they literally just pulled the feed they just yanked it um which is interesting um considering uh you know, uh, this president, I didn't know you could just, you know, cut him off and be like, nope, dink, gone. And uh, You know, who knows who Nance is? Apparently that's a helper. Um, Maybe that's his visiting angel. I have no idea. That is scary. And I, I don't know if you realize how terrifying that is, that the president of the United States be like, hey, I'm ready to answer questions. There's people there to ask questions, and they're like, Nip, ding, nope, dink, nope not happening um, but he is being managed obviously um, and we all knew that this is what would happen uh, because he's just not there. he's not there. But what is coming next is terrifying and I'm telling you it is I um, I saw this earlier this week, uh, one of the uh, crazy um, climate change people. Was talking about how uh, during the lockdown, the whole world, you know, got locked down. We destroyed the world's economy. We've ruined lives. We've uh, impoverished millions of people. And uh, and I mean, I think almost everyone, except for a very select few, have been and you know seriously impacted. I was myself. I'm sure many of you were seriously impacted by this whole insanity. Um. And they said, "Well, that's not enough. That did not uh, really." do enough for the environment i mean it looked good i mean we had a little bit less pollution but uh, it's not nearly enough and uh, there are people out there now advocating for climate quarantines or climate lockdowns now if you say wow that sounds insane this already goes on in china i mean not that it's helping i mean you're talking about the dirtiest country on the face of the planet I would say that uh, probably in the next couple of years they will be, you know, basically producing ninety percent of the world's crap. In other words, and I don't mean goods; I mean pollution on massive scale because they just don't care. They're not worried about anything that anybody else is worried about. They don't care that their the people can't breathe. They don't care about any of that. I mean, that is what totalitarian regimes do. They are worried about themselves and any kind of power they can have. They do not care if the water is toxic. They don't care if the air is unbreathable. They don't care if the place goes into ruin because they're not going to stay there and they're not going to live through it as long as their pockets are filled and they have power. Screw you. And that is what's coming to America. It's just we're going to go the opposite way. We're going to lock people down. They already have it to where you can't drive your car if you're lucky enough to own a car in China, which is very difficult to do. Uh, I believe it's somewhere around $15,000 to get a license plate for the car you buy. You're not allowed to buy used cars. You have to buy new cars. Uh, There's so many restrictions because the place is a polluted cesspool of hell, and uh, nobody talks about it enough. Really, they don't. It is a toxic wasteland, and within the next 10 years, it will be a complete garbage dump and of course that's why they're trying to uh, look elsewhere because once you take a big shit on your country, I mean you need somewhere else to live I mean you know you've already destroyed it so it, you might have to find somewhere else. There's a lot of things going on with China and that's actually one thing I'm gonna do on I think on Tuesday is go in to uh, start to explain why it's unsustainable, why it's going to collapse, And why that's going to send crazy ripples around the world, because it really is. And why, you know, the ideas that Trump had would save us from a lot of pain. But that's that's going to be Tuesday's uh, focus there, at least part of it anyway. Anyway. So now they're talking about climate lockdowns. And what would that look like? Well, I mean, what it would look like is you're going to be told, well, there's only so much gas you can buy. And this has happened before. They've done this in the fact of gas shortages. And that is essentially what they're trying to do. They limit the amount of oil and gas that can be produced in the name of climate change. Now, the whole thing is, is it doesn't matter. This is what no one talks about on any of this stuff. Even the people that are on uh, my side you know, of the climate thing still don't talk about the fact that there is absolutely, with India and China doing what they do, there is absolutely no way that you could actually cut down global pollution if that's what you want to do, which I'm all about reducing pollution. Nobody wants that. No one wants pollution and toxic water and toxic air. Nobody wants that, okay? And that's absolutely what not what any of this is about. But if that was your true aim, if that's what your true goal was, and you said, hey, I want to clean up the planet, well, you don't start in America. We have a lot of really nice uh, clean air, clean water, nice place. If you wanted to clean up the planet and you wanted to save the planet, well, you would be pounding on China and India because they're filthy and they're polluted and all of south asia is going to be there real soon i obviously there's major reasons why the people don't get on this soapbox more often they should because if you actually cared if it was actually about saving the planet or stopping pollution. If it was about any of that, then that's what you would be doing. And the fact that they're not tells you how dishonest they are. They're liars and they have no intention whatsoever of ever stopping any of that. That is not the point. That is not the point whatsoever. The point is to hurt you, restrict you and gain control of the wealthiest nation on earth. And people may think that's crazy, but I mean, do you think people that are in the business of uh, theft go around and go, hmm, where's the poorest neighborhood we could go to? Where's the dirtiest, crappiest place we could go to? That's where we should go look to uh, really do a big heist. That's not what happens, obviously. You go to the very nicest end of town and go, hey, these people have a lot. wonder how much we could take from them. And that's essentially what it's all about you know oh we're going to save the planet by stopping uh slowing down gas and oil production no you do that to create fake shortages this happens a lot in uh socialist countries um which seems weird because last i checked we're not a socialist country but anyway uh you can do this by regulation and by fiat of executive order apparently shutting down gas and oil production and what you do is then you create a shortage. Then the price goes up. People can't afford it. And then once it gets to an extreme level, you say, well, there's just not enough. So you can only fill your car up, you know, once a week or maybe once every two weeks. OK, and then, you I mean, you're going to have to get a more fuel efficient car because you can't afford the gas and we can't afford to let you have very much of it. So you're only going to be able to drive a couple days a week. It's okay. The government's going to come in and find a way to give you mass transportation. So you can be utterly dependent on them. These are the kind of things that happen in places like Venezuela and China and Russia and all over the country, all over the world, sorry, all over the world, North Korea, you know, great trains. Um, I can't stand to hear uh, Thomas Friedman, the douchebag, talk about China's great trains. And somebody's like, well, you know, he's right. You know, I mean, you can't take the Amtrak that quick from New York to Chicago. Who the hell wants to? That's why we have cars, asshole, because we like to take ourselves when and how and at whatever time we deem necessary for us. Why? Because we're Americans. That's how it works. It's real simple we're not really too keen on worried about getting the uh mass transit uh bullet train to hurt us all into i mean especially advocating something like that after covid i mean come on i mean let's just pack everybody inside a small room and let them cough all over each other right anyway um so that's what the next step is and then If you haven't noticed this already, I've noticed this a lot. Um, You know, you used to be able to just get the weather on your phone, right? Your phone app. You got weather. What's the weather coming up? And I noticed as I was traveling around the country the last uh, few years that everywhere had started having all these air quality alerts. And I'm like, that's really weird. That was never really uh, a part of it. And it was really strange, too, because they'd be like, "Um, you know, air quality today is poor. And I'd walk outside and be like, it doesn't seem at all. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm walking outside when they say air quality is poor. I'm waiting to walk out into a uh, horrible polluted, uh, you know, soot in the air, dust and dirt. You walk outside, it's beautiful. It's sunny. It's clear blue sky. Everything seems fine. I'm like, oh, that seems a little odd. Um, the only time I really uh, agreed with poor air quality is I happened to be uh, near some of the uh, wildfires that were going on in Colorado this uh, past fall. Um, and, uh, that uh, air quality was kind of crap then. I mean, it didn't really affect me, but you could see the smoke, I guess. So yeah, I could understand that. But that was the only time that I actually got one. I'm like, Oh, well, maybe they're right today. The rest of the time, it seems absolutely ridiculous. You start to see how some of these systems can work together. And it's terrifying because obviously we all know that tech works with government or in some cases just as the government so what happens is you can start using these systems that have already been put in place for different things and you hook them together and all of a sudden it's oh the air quality's bad today oh uh, nobody can drive today in fact no one can drive for the next week just just you know work from home it's fine we've already have these systems in place remember covid So just work from home or, or, um, you know, well, maybe we'll come up with some unemployment for the next month. We've really got to save the planet. Uh, you can't be going anywhere in your car and, oh yeah, we're going to have a mandate. Um, if you're caught out driving your car, well, that's going to be a fine, or maybe we'll just, you know, put you in jail because you're a horrible climate denier. Now people will say you're crazy. People would have said I was crazy if I told them last year that that's what would happen from a virus that is 99.7% survivable. People would tell me I'm absolutely nuts. Not in America. That's never going to happen. We're not going to lock down. There's no way anybody would ever shut down churches, cancel our civil liberties, cancel our basic human rights over a virus that is 99.7% survivable. That will never happen. You're a crazy person. Go, you know, go peddle that on, you know, go peddle that crazy stuff with QAnon. It happened. We all watched it. We all sat and watched it. And we're still in some, in some places, unfortunately, in this country, still dealing with it. It's been a year. Unfortunately, I see this coming. It's coming from all sides. None of it is about what they say it's about. It's never been. I mean, if you really thought that all these things, that like corona lockdowns and all that and killing the economy was about the coronavirus, well, obviously, you know, it's not. It's about killing the economy. It was about, you know, changing an election and about rigging an election in favor of a certain party. You know this because at first, none of the people on the left were concerned about it. We're not locking down. I remember Cuomo. We're not locking down. I would know. You, if anybody knows, I would know. Not shutting down anything. Next day, we're shutting down New York. Uh, killing a lot of old people, too. Um, he's not alone in that one. Obviously, today, you can see again, they don't care. It's never been about Corona. It's never going to be. None of this is about what they say it's about. It never is. If it was really about Corona and about saving people from the spread of the coronavirus, then why wouldn't? illegal immigrants pouring across the border illegally why would they not be forced to quarantine like say you or i if we you know at some point traveled to new york in the past year when they told us we had to quarantine especially if you came from those awful conservative red states well we may just not let you in you are riddled with covid and now today i read well actually yesterday i read that oh no big deal a lot of the uh immigrants we've had 108 so far that have been let uh caught and released well they tested positive for covid well you would think hey they must be in some quarantine center right i mean they're covid positive they're probably uh going to have to quarantine for a couple weeks before we uh release them correct you would be incorrect sir we just put them on buses and sent them into the interior of the u.s because you know we're really worried about the spread of the coronavirus right wrong It's never about what you think it's about, and it's never about what they say it's about. They don't care about COVID. They never have. They know that this disease or whatever you want to call the virus, it's not a disease. It's a virus that is 99.7% survivable is not the threat that they say it is. The numbers are screwy. Nobody can get the right numbers. Nobody knows the right, correct numbers. Nobody ever can figure out what apparently what an actual COVID death is or not. There's so much debate over all of it. Mask, no mask, 17 masks, strap a box of masks around your head. You'll be fine. All of it seems crazy because it isn't about what they say it's about. And the same thing goes for cancel culture. Now, is there elements that they want to shut up conservatives? Of course they do. Of course they do. Anybody who makes logical decision-making and wants to help other people think critically, well, they definitely want to shut that up. They definitely can't have that. But you get to insane things like Aunt Jemima or Dr. Seuss, and everybody freaks out about it. It dominates the news. Everybody's talking about those things. Remember, it's never about what they say it's about. What could be going on that you would want to cover up? Well, there's a huge problem going on at the border. I mean, caravans are showing up with Biden t-shirts on. Well, that seems weird. How many Biden uh, voters are in Guatemala or Mexico? Well, there's not supposed to be any. I mean, why would they care? They're not from America. That seems really odd. I mean, and who's printing these shirts? Well, you better hide it because they're saying there's 118,000 unaccompanied minors that will come to the US this year. It is a crisis like we've never seen. Why is it happening? Well, because of the reckless insane rhetoric that they peddled for an entire year and an entire election cycle to get everyone to come here because they think they're an automatic democrat vote. The Democrat party is falling apart in many ways. You've got the radical side, you have the whatever's left i mean i guess the democrat version of a rhino uh there's not very many of those they've just veered way off to the left and left the country behind most of the country doesn't agree with any of this and are terrified of all the crazy policies especially the border ones but it looks really bad if you have large caravans marching up to the border saying hey biden said we could come here we even bought his t-shirts let's get in well it looks really bad how do you counter that? I don't know. How about canceling Dr. Seuss? The reason you know it makes no sense is because if you actually were worried about hate speech, well, you would ban something like, I don't know, Hitler's Mein Kampf. I mean, that seems a little hateful, huh? Or, or is Hitler on the approved list now? Is he now not that hateful? Really? The definition of of hate speech would probably be i don't know a hitler speech he was pretty full of hate i think everyone can agree on that but his books just fine so why would they cancel other books it's not that those other books are that evil and in some cases especially with dr seuss they're just benign but you need the distraction you need people distracted And you have to get them used to the fact that things they like and think are okay. Well, you're going to have to wait to find out if they're approved. If they're not approved, well, just get used to them disappearing. That's what all totalitarian regimes have always done. You take the benign to get people used to the fact that things are going to disappear that they've always depended on. It is terrifying. But... Of course, all of it, all of it. Remember, it's all a huge distraction. Yes, the economy is in bad shape, not just because of COVID lockdowns, but there are many reasons things are changing all over the world. Some of it has to do with China. Some of it has to do with the U.S. There's a lot of things going on. You need a lot of distraction, especially if you're wanting to start changing the system entirely from the ground up. You're going to start hearing about something called an ESG score. You may already have one, environmental, social justice and government score. How do you fall on these issues and how do your investments fall on this? In fact, if you have a 401k with Merrill Lynch, you already have a ESG score. This is the new social credit score that American companies are going to get on board with. This is a way to force people into green energy and all these different social, environmental, and government-approved companies. It's not about saving the world. It's not about anything else but a few people at the top wanting to get absolutely stupid Wealth like no one has ever had in the history of planet Earth. You see, if you keep people distracted and arguing and fighting amongst themselves and terrified, it's a lot easier to get by with things like, oh, by the way, we're setting up a new fascist style capitalism. You know. Like they have in China. I mean. The whole idea is to get you to. Only invest. Only support. And only buy. What is approved. And that is honestly. The most simple. Definition. Of fascism. That is how it worked. Of course the social control. And engineering goes along with it. It's all a matter of control and pushing the wealth to the few at the top, not to you for sure. That's what the Paris agreement's all about. Many people, including myself thought, why are we signing this? What is on board? None of it makes sense. None of it really does anything. And it especially doesn't affect the major polluters of the world. And that would be China. Number one. Well, that's because that's not what it's about. It's about pushing the money, to the select group of people because they're the ones inventing or not really inventing, but producing this new green tech. And then of course you have the approved ideology. It's a matter of private businesses or large corporations. In other words, I hate to say private business because most of these are extremely large lumbering corporations tied to the government. That way, The government stays in control, the corporations stay at the top, everyone makes a shit ton of money, and your life, well, as long as you're a consumer, that's the point. Many things are going on right now. This is just one of the more terrifying ones, but there's so much going on. Take what's going on in Washington. Now I mentioned this guy before, His name's General Russell Honore, who is a crazy leftist partisan. I mean, his rhetoric is out of control. and he was put in charge, of course, of doing some kind of uh, memo or investigation into what happened January 6th, you know, the fake insurrection. the none the non-armed armed insurrection. Still hearing about it on a daily basis. And you will continue to hear about it for the next four years. The whole reason is to try to find some way to beat conservatives and Trump supporters back. They know they can't win. They know that they didn't win the popular anything. One example of this was an article I read this week in the New York Magazine. was strange because it's not exactly a right-leaning or extreme right-wing publication at all. But what they said was very interesting. They said, well, you know, Donald Trump got 75 million votes. Well, that seems odd. It was just all the crazy ginned up racism and hatred by all these crazy republicans that got him all these votes right that's that was the story oh he really rallied the base i mean this is it brought all the people all those crazy right-wing uh racist homophobes out to vote well no that's not the story and that explains a lot of what's going on as well if you read the article you can find it's new york magazine where they talk about the problem is it wasn't that he fired up the Republican base, I mean, he did, but that didn't come close to the amount of numbers that they would need. What it was, was a whole lot of moderate Democrats who said, I'm not going down this road. I believe in free speech. I believe in freedom. I believe in capitalism. I believe in the classic liberal principles that I signed up for and the left just, that's not it. They're going down some crazy path and I'm not gonna follow them. Hey, this, this orange guy seems to have some pretty good ideas. And many of them didn't really care for Trump. They didn't like his tweets or whatever the garbage is that people complain about. But at the end of the day, they agreed with, well, he's got a pretty good idea. He's doing well with the economy. And he has some pretty good uh, ideas about working with Americans. And that's where it gets dangerous. That's when you start to understand what's truly going on. It wasn't that they're afraid of QAnon, whatever the hell that is, or any other crazy militias on the right. What they're really afraid of are ideas. They're afraid that the classic Classical liberal, which would be the founding fathers, were considered classical liberal, uh, ideology would start to really resonate again with, you know, 90% of America who signed up for that when they were here. I mean, by being born and and raised and understanding what we were founded on and our founding ideas, people kind of sort of bought into that. Isn't that weird? That's strange. People sort of bought into this idea. Well, you can't have that. Hence, we get all the insanity going on around us. You have to stop the ideas. That's why they cancel things or go after things that people seem to think are, well, that's weird. It's benign. It doesn't seem anything, but it's all about critical thinking and embracing traditional values. Well, you can't use those traditional values to bring in fascist stakeholder capitalism. You just can't do it. You can't bring in a Chinese-style regime into America when everybody still believes in freedom. How are you going to do that? How are you going to be able to pull off your new climate lockdowns or forcing everyone to run on solar power that only runs during the day and shuts your power off at night and turns America into a third-world country? Well, how are you going to pull off all that? Well, you have to kill those ideas, and you have to make people afraid. And that's where we're going. And it comes from people like this, an insane partisan who is absolutely out of control. He should literally burn his uniform, turn in his stars because he is no American and can't possibly represent anything that has to do with American ideas. Here's uh, General Honoré. I hate to even call him a general. We're just going to call him Russell Honoré because I won't give him the distinction of being a general anymore. He has actually uh, disgraced the uniform and uh, shouldn't still be wearing it. There was some complicit actions at the Capitol Police. A police chief has been fired, but now we need to look at a special investigation. Was he complicit along with the Sergeant of Arms in the House and the Senate? It gives appearance of complicity. They complied because they might have thought 45 was coming to the Capitol, and they gave way to the protesters who easily breached the Capitol. This is a crying damn shame. Actually, the only thing that's a crying damn shame is the fact that we still allow you to uh, be uh, called a general. And he's made all these kind of crazies, a uh, crazy uh, leftist uh, political activists. And so, uh, yesterday he came out with his memo, uh, you know, Pelosi appointed him to come up with a, uh, a, uh, memorandum or a recommendation of what it should do. And obviously, you know, he thinks everybody's in on it and it's a big conspiracy because it's Donald Trump and, you know, he promotes freedom and, and uh american values and for people like Honore, i mean you can't have people trying to follow the constitution i mean what do we have a military for i mean that's to beat down people it's not to free people right right Honore? yeah sure yeah you're not a general anymore in my eyes you're actually a disgrace to your uniform um but you know that's not hard to do anymore uh we'll talk about what his recommendation was right in just a minute have you ever heard words that phrases you don't understand or don't know the meaning of? Well, here's your answer. It's the new leftist to English dictionary from Eric Corps. We help you make sense of words and phrases or let you know they have no meaning. Have you ever heard things like this? Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad at and, and not have any idea what it means? Well, you're not alone. We don't either. Well, that's why we created the book, to let you know you're not alone and not knowing what something means. It happens all the time. Many words and phrases that leftists say, we have no idea what they mean, or maybe we do. That's why you have to buy the Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Core. We'll help you out anytime you hear interesting phrases like, a whole of government approach really means they just want to rob you blind and pay their friends and donors and help them get rich. It's a resource that is invaluable and will help every responsible family in these trying times. The Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Core. Buy today, save tomorrow. Eric Core is not responsible for any side effects from this product that includes depression, anxiety, uncontrollable laughter or crying, anger, head injuries or any unapproved use of this product or its definitions. The Leftist to English Dictionary. Buy it today. You'll thank us tomorrow. All right, and we're back here. So his recommendation, he sent a memorandum out yesterday that he uh, recommends, surprise, surprise, that they should never leave the Capitol. We should have, in his words, a permanent strike force living in D.C., ready to act at any time to put down, to put down insurrection. That seems weird. That's really strange. I mean, I wasn't aware that I suddenly woke up and I'm in, you know, North Korea or China or, you know, living in Moscow. <laughs> it's really odd. I thought I lived in America. You see, no time at any time, any point in history period whatsoever have there been this many troops in the capital and that seems really strange to someone like me because there have been times that the cap- the capital has been you know in danger. I mean 9/11 comes to mind or huh, you know after the Battle of Bull Run in the Civil War when there was an army headed to take Washington DC and burn it. Very strange. We didn't have that many troops then we do now well why do we have them now <laughs> i mean you gotta watch out for those QAnon people geez i mean don't you know it's the most dangerous force in american history all us crazy extremists that like to read dr seuss i mean we're gonna take over the world if that sounds stupid it's because it is you see if you know you're not legitimate And you know that things aren't right. Well, this is what you have to do. And that's why dictators and authoritarians around the world do this. They know they're going against the will of the people. And when I say the will of the people, the majority of the people. The sad thing is many Americans are just trying to live their lives. They're trying to get by day to day. They don't want to be worried constantly about all this. They have a little bit of limited freedom And they want to keep status quo. They don't want to rock the boat. And I think that's our biggest downfall. And I say that not as a derogatory thing. It's great that we have built the greatest country on earth and the wealthiest and that we're able to not be concerned about all these things all the time. The bad part is I think it's time that we're all going to have to become very much more concerned a lot more of the time. There is no other answer for leaving armed troops patrolling our nation's capital. There is no other explanation for razor wire and fences surrounding the capital. The only explanation for this is the fact that you know that you are going against everything that the will of the people want and that you're scared to death that enough of them are going to get together and get you out of there. That is the only reason you do any of this. The only places that these things happen are, well, take Myanmar right now. They had a coup. This is the kind of thing that that sort of government does. Or if you go to, I'll say, North Korea or Beijing or, I don't know, get close to the Kremlin. People don't understand. I mean, what he's talking about is essentially... Like an SS force, a strike force, to always be ready to beat back insurrection at the Capitol. Why would you need to do that in a republic? You know, when we democratically elect representatives to show the will of the people. If that's what you were doing, why would you have anything to hide from? Why would you need an armed strike force to beat back the awful tides of QAnon? Either you're truly worried, which I highly doubt. You either are guilty because you know that something doesn't smell right. Or you really, really, really need to keep the fear going to hide what the hell you're doing inside that Capitol building, which is probably closer to the truth. With bills like HR1 coming out this week. The For the People Act. It's one of the most creepy things I've ever heard. That sounds like some kind of uh, edict coming from Xi Jinping in China. Oh, we're going to pass this. Uh, it's a new uh, set of security laws. It's for the people. That is terrifying. It has nothing to do for the people. It's for the people of the you know, elite Democrat ruling class. That is the people that it's for. It does nothing for American, uh, regular Americans. All it really does is cancel out any chance of having a legitimate vote ever again in this country is exactly what it does. It is absolutely an abomination. And besides, it's completely unconstitutional. You can't make D.C. a state without a, con- a constitutional amendment, which you can't get. But, you know, they think they can. They can't federalize elections. That requires, you know, another amendment to the Constitution. None of this means anything. None of it is legal. All of it flies in the face of what they're told that they can't do by the Constitution. But see, that's not an issue. I mean, you have an armed strike force and walls put up. So who cares about the Constitution anymore? We'll just burn it. Who cares who can get in to stop us? Well, I guess no one. Just get General Honoré and his new strike force to beat him back and let them know what they can do, Pearl. It is disturbing and disgusting. And I don't know exactly where all it goes from here. What I do know is staying informed and staying abreast of what is going on and being able to somehow get word out to people To let everybody know what, what they're trying to do behind closed doors is a really, really good thing. Because they are coming for that next, I'm sure. Big tech is highly invested in all this. Of course they are. I mean, who made more money due to lockdowns than Google and Facebook? Oh, Amazon. That's who. All these people made billions from us being locked down and would continue to make billions while you lock down for, you know, climate or fuel shortages or, you know, any kind of, well, whatever whim is this week, maybe a QAnon attack. Everyone needs to stay home. They'll be coming for you next. This is the kind of crazy stuff we've laughed about for years from China and Korea and and all these crazy far flung places that we laughed about and said that'll never happen in America. Now it's happening. And we need to be aware of it. And we need to say something about it. There are many crises going on. One that's getting much more attention, which it really needs to stop, is the school crisis. What are we going to do? Are we just going to keep people out of school forever? Well, that would serve, I guess, someone somewhere. I guess it would serve the teachers. They don't actually have to work. They still get paid. And, well who cares about your kids? You didn't think education was about your kids, did you? Of course not. We're going to find out uh, the head of the teachers union in LA. She's going to let you know what it's really all about. Voices are being allowed to speak louder than others. We have to call out the privilege behind the largely white wealthy parents driving the push for a rushed return. Their experience of this pandemic is not our students' families' experiences. Wow, I mean, their experience is different. I mean, you know, it's all about equity. I don't, I don't really know how to explain quite how stupid a statement like that is. I mean, what does shutting down education, how is that any way to help someone who is on the lower rung? Actually, it's just the opposite because you see people who are wealthy. Well, they can afford just to send their kids to private schools. And by the way, if you didn't know, private schools have been open almost the entire time. Most of them never shut down because, you know, most of them are smart enough to figure out that, you know, it was a lot of crap, especially when it comes to kids. And, you know, most wealthier people decided they didn't want their kids to, you know, be depressed and suicide and and drug use and drug overdoses, you know, that's been going on and skyrocketing the past year in America. You see, all this only falls on the lower rungs that can't afford to make that choice. But yet you have this buffoon, this absolute moron blathering on about how it's rich white people are pushing us to go back to school. No, they're not. No, they're not. Those people are already back in school. The people who want to go back to school are the people on the lower rung that are trying to get a leg up and educate their children, which you are beating down in the name of equity that you're saying that you're helping them stay at home. Don't learn anything, you know, kill yourself. That'll be a great way to help the people on the bottom rung. You freaking moron. None of this ever makes sense because it's not supposed to. It's all about her having the tyrannical power. She gets a little bit of power. She got some power. And now she's got to wield it. And she's going to wield it against who? Well, of course, the people below her. It's insane. It's stupid. And it's never about what they say it's about. Are you hurting? Upper class white people will know you're not. Not in any way. All you're doing is hurting mostly minorities that are trying to build their way up in this system we call equality. But the problem is they can't because you're standing on their throats. And what makes it even more cynical and disgusting As always happens with all of of these sort of ideologies all around the world, every time it's ever been tried, it always happens the same way. You champion the will of the people and you are going to help everyone while you're standing on their throats because it's never about helping the masses. It's all about helping yourself. You don't have to go to work, and you still want all those terrible minorities working hard at menial jobs to pay your salary while you tell them that you're helping them by destroying their children. Good job. You're actually just a terrible human being. It's sickening. Why aren't more people demanding, demanding? No longer saying, demanding that buffoons like this get the hell out. Why can you not do that? Oh, because they're the union. You can't fire people. You know, there was a time in certain industries across America where unions were, you know, maybe necessary. Maybe. And that's a big maybe. People were taken advantage of. People were living terrible lives, working you know, crazy long hours and horrible conditions. And so somebody needed to say something. Now that doesn't necessarily mean there need to be a union. The workers themselves could stand up and, and, you know, take it upon themselves individually to make this happen. But the call went out to make all these unions. That was the only way, only way to fight all this is in a collective. Sound familiar? Yes. It's all about collectivism, all about, communism, tribalism. It's all the same thing. It all ends in the same way. It always has. Always. Remember that. One thing, if you ever learn, it always ends. When they start doing collectivism, it always ends in the same place. Inefficiency and destruction. This is what's going on now. That's why you have federal employee unions where the bureaucrats write the laws where the bureaucrats follow whatever their ideology tells them. The elective representatives have very little power to do anything about it. If you don't believe me, this is how it works. Say today there's some kind of law passed that says, you know, this certain group of people gets a certain amount of, you know, assistance or whatever. It goes to the, you know, large bureaucracy that is the federal employees. Well, they decide, well, we don't really agree with that. That doesn't go along with our ideology. So what are we going to do? We're just going to slow roll it. I mean, it's going to take months, maybe years before we can get all the paperwork done and set up the right agencies and find the right people to staff the offices. And maybe 10 years from now, we might get around to making that happen. Well, what can the elected representatives do about it? Guess what? Nothing period. Not a damn thing they can do about it. They can yell, they can scream, they can jump up to up and down, turn purple, but they're all part of the collective union and, well, you just can't do anything about it. It's not up to you. Well, oh, that's weird. I thought we elected leaders to take care of these things. No, you're at the mercy of the union. Now you're in the same spot again. The teachers union, the largest most powerful union in the country that gives all of its money and all of its support behind the Democrat party, of course, because they like to teach these radical, crazy ideas to damage our children because, well, they've rose to the top and they don't want to see anybody else get up that ladder. You actively have people standing at the top of our meritocracy ladder, kicking the people back down. That's exactly what they're doing. They do not have good motives. They do not care about children whatsoever. If they did, they would do their damn job. But you have buffoons like this who are standing on the throats of the people she claims to be helping and kicking them off the ladder, telling them, well, no, you have to stay oppressed because as long as you stay poor and miserable, that keeps me in power and gives me more power. And that's what I really want. I don't actually want to help anyone. Once you start to understand what the motives and and ideas are behind these things, everything starts to make sense. And that's what I'm here to do on this podcast. That's why I say I try to help educate people. It's not really that I think people are, are dumb in any way. I think Americans on the, on the majority are very, very highly intelligent people. It's just having to pull different pieces of information together and say, okay, what is going on? And this is exactly what's going on. Do you think this lady has a lot of power if everyone suddenly decides, well, hey, you know, why don't we just get rid of all this crap that we have to deal with them? We're just going to take our money that we spend on taxes paying this lady's salary, and we're just going to start our own school, or we're just going to go to this private school where they don't, you know, teach all this stupid garbage and they actually care about my kids. performance-based system, you know, where if the kids are performing well, the teacher does better. That would be a very capitalist idea, and that couldn't be allowed. We need endless bureaucracy to hurt people and to keep those masses down, because once they rise up, we really don't have that much power anymore. And we especially can't wield the political power by keeping them inflamed and angry and screaming in the street at all those horrible conservatives that are trying to keep them down. It's a shell game. It's a shell game hidden inside an ideology. It is sick. It is demented. But then again, what on the left hasn't always been. It's always been this way. And there's been a lot of really smart, really uh, courageous people who have called it out over the years. And this is another example where we have to call all this out. I mean, if these people had any, anybody in leadership had the balls, they would just say, hey, we're done. You either go back to work or we're done. And yes, considering that it's all taxpayer funded, then yes, the governor's. Can do that. Say, go back to work and open the schools, or you're done. Paychecks stop today if you don't go back to work. That's the only way to stop it. Now, it is terrifying to think of what is going to be taught once those schools are back open, and that's another fight we have to all take on. Go to school board meetings, find out what the hell is actually being taught. That was a lovely gift we were giving by the Department of Education to federalize teaching, which is just disturbing. There was a reason it didn't happen for most of the country's existence because people thought that state-run schools were a bad idea. We joked about them and laughed about them all over the world. Oh, you got to go to the state-run school from Russia, huh? Learn all that good communism. Well, we fell into the same trap. It is sad, but we can fight it. No, it's not going to change overnight, but I believe I truly believe I'm a huge optimist, especially when it comes to this country. I'm a huge optimist, and I think that we can persevere through all this. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Are there going to be some rough times? Yes. And unfortunately, I think some of those hard times are coming very, very soon, not just on our freedoms, but on our wallets, because all these things are going to start to come come into play with your ESG scores. There are many ways to fight these things, and we'll talk about all of them as we go along, but my biggest my biggest takeaway from all of it is many, many times the United States has been has been counted out or underestimated. And I don't mean it as a institution or the government or any of those things. I'm talking about the American people themselves. We are a strong, courageous, freedom-loving people. Unlike any people on any, planet, on any part of the planet. We may have disagreements. May not always get along. But I have a lot of faith that when a lot of these things start to come down and people really get their eyes open to what's going on. I have a hell of a lot of faith that people are going to stand up and say no and push back and bring America back to what it should be. I think that's going to start next year with the midterm elections. I think it's already happening all over the country in state, in the state governments, which is where it should start. It should start at your city and your state. We have federalism for a reason. That's where you really start to make the changes. They can say whatever they want in Washington, but the States get the final say of what to follow and what not to. We need to exercise that right, right now and start pushing things through. And there are a lot of things going on all over the country. It's another thing I want to talk about Tuesday is all the create, create courageous. Wow. See, I can't even talk today. It's Friday. I'm ready to go. Um, all the courageous, oh boy, courageous legislatures at state governments across the country that are working on legislation and laws that I think are amazing. And I hope more states get on board and do this and it will change our lives because that's going to affect you long before crazy, demented Joe and his crazy, demented edicts will affect you. That's where you got to focus the start and that's where we will That's where we'll prevail and turn this thing around, I believe. Anyway, that's going to do it. It's a little short today. It didn't quite go as long as normal, but um, there's just a lot of craziness going on. and I don't want to give it that much air. I mean, that's really the thing is, you know, all these little distractions here and there. You know, I, I don't want to give that as much air. I really want to talk about what's really going on behind the scenes. So that's what I want to focus on. And like I said, Tuesday, we're going to talk about a lot of the crazy economic stuff that's going on in China and how there's no way it can be sustainable and what that's going to mean. And uh, we're also, like I said, going to talk about some of these uh, great courageous people that are doing amazing work in state legislatures all around the country. And hopefully it's coming to a place near you and hopefully a place near me as well. So anyway, please uh, remember to like subscribe, comment, whatever. Send me a message, by the way. Uh, you can actually leave a message directly on the website now. That's erics-america.com. That makes it a lot easier, huh? Or uh, Facebook, at ericsamerica. America. Uh, that, that comes directly to me, of course. And if you just want to send an old-fashioned email, it's pod at gmail. will come directly to me. Um, look for uh, the blog post. I'm going to get that up over the weekend. So uh, start doing that see if i have a flair for writing as well we'll see it may turn out badly i'm not gonna lie it may not turn out well but i'm going to give it the best try i can and uh until tuesday please remember it's no agenda it's just america